Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say, they were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice, This is my beloved Son, listen to him. Suddenly looking around, the disciples no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. Then they asked him, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He told them, Elijah will indeed come first and restore all things. Yet how is it written regarding the Son of Man that he must suffer greatly and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they did to him whatever they pleased, as it is written of him. The Gospel of the Lord. Have you heard the old adage, loose lips sink ships? (laughs) It originated back in World War II here in the United States. The U.S. government, specifically the FBI, was trying to stamp out spying by German agents. And so they used this propaganda campaign to encourage Americans to stay zip-lip And it worked very effectively. Almost overnight, German espionage in the United States evaporated. This maxim was also the rule of thumb they taught us in the seminary. A priest's lips should not be loose when he comes to celebrate the sacraments. For example, loose lips can sink ships when it comes to the sacrament of confession. You may know that if a priest divulges anything he hears in confession, he incurs the penalty of excommunication. When a priest's lips are loose, he therefore he sinks his own ship, spiritually speaking. Recently, the national media has caught fire with the scandal of loose lips as it reported the misuse of words during a baptism. Have you heard about this baptismal blunder? On February 14, 2022, the New York Times reported about three different instances where a Catholic minister of baptism used the wrong words to baptize a baby. That is, 
Instead of saying, I baptize you, he said, we baptize you. Now, does that sound like a small mistake to you? Well, apply the adage of loose lips sink ships. And you will see that our words matter a lot. And when we are the ministers of the sacraments, our words matter most. Our words make or break the sacraments. Just like Americans' words would make or break German espionage efforts in World War II. Let me explain why the words of a sacrament are so special that they cannot be altered in the least. When a minister speaks sacramental words, he or she is uttering the form of the sacrament. We could compare this form to the soul of a sacrament. The form, the words, is united to the matter of the sacrament, say, water, bread, wine, oil, etc., which we can call the body of the sacrament. Just like a human person is a composite of body and soul, so each sacrament is a composite of matter and form. When you change the words of baptism, therefore, from I baptize to we baptize, you are essentially changing the soul of the sacrament. This is why the words of baptism cannot be altered. Think of other such instances. The words of consecration at Mass cannot be changed from this is my body to this is our body. The words of marriage cannot be changed from until death do us part to until divorce do us part. Wouldn't that be nice? In other words, if you take the right words out of the sacrament, you are taking the soul out of the body. And the predictable result is a dead sacrament, just like when there is no soul in a body. That is, the sacrament does not communicate the life of Jesus to us. To some observers, the church's response to this, this baptismal blunder seems excessively strict, legalistic, and draconian. That impression is exaggerated when one considers the sacramental no-man's land into which these pseudo-baptized Catholics have been hurled headlong. The practical upshot is that if a person has not been baptized, he or she has not validly received any additional sacraments. Why? Well, baptism is traditionally called the doorway to the other sacraments. So, if you have not entered the sacramental door, you have not received the other sacramental riches in the Father's house. A priest of the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, our neighboring diocese, Father Zachary Bozeman, saw a video of his own baptism as a baby many years earlier. To his shock and horror, 
the deacon who baptized him had said, we baptize you. Suddenly, Father Bozeman realized he had not received any sacraments validly. His archbishop promptly baptized him and confirmed him, and a few days later ordained him a deacon and later a priest. That deacon's loose lips had sunk Father Bozeman's sacramental ship more effectively than a torpedo from a German U-boat sunk many American warships. I believe there will be a lot of fallout from this baptismal blunder, both political and practical. Politically, the Church and her teachings will be maligned and ridiculed by her enemies. St. Peter, the first pope, warned, your opponent, the devil, is prowling about like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. And practically, conscientious Catholics may feel concerned about the validity of their own baptism and subsequent sacraments. But there may be some positive gains, too. Like what? The Church as a whole, and especially her ministers, may learn a valuable lesson about how special and sacred the sacraments are. They cannot be changed according to our fancies and our feelings. They are precious family heirlooms entrusted to us by the Lord. Our job is to protect and to preserve them. He is the principal agent of every sacrament, and therefore the proper pronoun to be used is the first-person singular I. It is Jesus who baptizes babies, not a priest, not a deacon, much less the community. To change that pronoun is not only reckless, it is wrong. Indeed, it takes the soul out of a sacrament. Loose lips sink ships is a great motto for Catholic ministers of the sacraments. Why? Well, because the spiritual war we are fighting is infinitely more consequential than World War II. Praise to be Jesus Christ.